0: He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out...
1: Who cares? I care.
2: It's true. She cares. And so does he. He's entertainment
0: and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Ballotta. She's his Agent 99 and you're about to be bellotta
2: Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bolatified, the one and only podcast about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Ballotta. I'm here as I am every week with the always delicious, always optimistic Alexina Cristina Postelidis.
1: Opa. Calimera. Calimera. <laughs> that means good Cauliflower. morning. Cauliflower. <laughs> Cauliflower. Calimera, calispera, calinita. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening oh, good. that- oh goodness. <laughs> kali goodness kali goodness kali goodness kali goodness is pretty isn't it it is pretty it flows trippingly how
2: are you doing today
1: i'm doing very well i'm 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 tired but in the best possible way
2: and i why got is that? to
1: i got to have the best day yesterday
2: oh well you weren't with us so how could it possibly <laughs> be the best day I, I don't get it
1: it was the well but i was in communication with you So it wasn't like I was that far away because I can't be because then my heart breaks. Oh, so in addition,
2: really good save. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm I'm good at this, my friend. I'm very good at this. So in addition to getting to communicate just a little bit yesterday with you, I got to go to my favorite place on the planet.
2: The happiest place on Oith.
1: The happiest place on Oith. And I'm going to tell you, it was such a lovely day i did it on two hours of sleep got to the park as it opened i think we left at 11 at night oh my it was so much fun oh my
2: that is tough to do disneyland for an entire day is hard enough but to do it on two hours of sleep
1: yeah but i felt great
2: you had a great time
1: i had a really good time and went on the rides of resistance, which is I don't know if you've been on that ride yet. I it's have. fairly oh my God, it's fun. It's so yeah. fantastic.
2: I love the way that uh the cars move without any tracking on Bridges. the on the ground. Isn't it way cool the way they just it's magnetized, I believe, and the way they just move. It looks a little um haphazard, but it's not at all. It's not of course at all. very structured.
1: And I have to say the video display, as you're going through and you see the uh, fighter ships outside getting blown apart, it's so real looking. It, it really, I, my mind was blown.
2: Did you wait online
1: Yes, for a long but, time? You know what, The that was the longest we waited and that was just a little bit under an hour. All the other rides, it was a good somewhere between 15 to maybe 20, 25 minutes less than the wait time. And so we were just in line having fun.
2: Well, that's great. I I have to say the waiting in line makes it the hardest for me because you feel like you're on a high, you've come off a ride, everything feels great. And then you go and stand in line for another 30 or 40 minutes and your energy just drains. So I have a hard time with the lines.
1: I don't know. It just, uh, I don't know. Everything went by the time and the lines just seemed to fly by. I think because I was spending time with a friend that I haven't had the opportunity to see in a while, mm-hmm. and talk to in a while, so mm-hmm. we were just chatty, 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 and uh, so it was just fun. I'm it was so just, glad that you and had it was the super
2: day. chill.
0: Thank yes. you, yeah,
2: especially after the weekend. We had a great weekend. We so we did fantastic. a. It was it really was a, a 60th birthday party for a couple. They were both turning 60, and decided to have a really lavish party at their home, something they never do. And we were honored to be able to put that party together for them. What a treat that was. It was. But it was a long weekend, you know? It it's uh
1: was. It definitely. <laughs> was.
2: Okay, before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe.
1: Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why I thank you.
2: you. Event planning is definitely work. You know, it definitely is work, but uh, when you, especially when you really care for the people mm-hmm. you're planning for, it it makes it that much more fun.
1: And can I just say this? Really, kudos to you and Dangelo and Siri. You guys did an amazing job. It was it was so stunningly beautiful and fun. It just was such a great fun playful atmosphere you just I just kudos to you guys seriously
2: thank you so much thank you it was fun I Mm -hmm. have to say we had a a few little surprises and uh, that always makes the evening fun people had a great time and that's really all that matters yes I believe the host was up until three or four in the morning drinking some really luscious bourbons that he procured for the event so when we went back on Sunday to ensure that everything had been cleaned up and to, you know, make sure everything was out of the property, he was still asleep.
1: Ah, uh, good for him. Yes, he was. It was good, good. for him. He That's was... always
2: the sign of a good party when the host is still asleep the next day. Yes. Yes. Tipsy. So speaking about parties, we're on our way into the holiday season. It is upon us. And so it makes me think about, oh, you know, the holiday party. Today's Tipsy is about planning the perfect holiday party. Or not. That's right. Or not. Because unless you're actually older and wiser or have read The Alchemist, you may not yet fully understand that perfection is simply unobtainable. And that's for a very good reason. You see, seeing perfection through your mind's eye, it might look fantastical. I get it. In party terms, your venue, your menu, decor, entertainment, timing, and flow are all terrifically on point, and your guests, wrapped up in the splendor of your perfection, are willingly engaging, excitedly stuffing their stomachs and souls without missing a single drop. They're all so gleeful and grateful they practically, well, bow to you on their way out. Which, by the way, is at the precise time noted on your perfect invitation. But realistically speaking, perfection, or rather the pursuit of it, is not only taxing on you and on those closest to you, it's taxing on your guests. It actually can inspire discomfort and is even more likely to feel disingenuous and induce suspicion, even if you've absolutely nothing to hide and your perfection is as effortless as it appears. And that's because as alluring as perfection may be to you, I assure you that your friends and guests, especially the older and wiser and alchemist readers among them, are likely either intimidated or dismayed by it and they'd much rather and would be more content to spend a less perfect, more authentic evening with you, even if that includes a few blunders. So go ahead and start planning, have at it. Just remember that yes, poop hits fans and life is dynamic and far from perfect. And so are you. And that is Matipsi. Your thoughts?
1: I love it. I couldn't agree with you more as much as I try to strive for that elusive perfection during the holidays with all the planning. But I learned from the master that that's not what it's about. Because my yaya would say, Which means it means the trinity of christmas so we all know the trinity father son holy spirit right Mm -hmm. but for yaya the trinity of christmas and the what was most important happiness love and family and that's what you focus on and the rest will fall into place
2: that's perfect Mm -hmm. she's so right so so right Mm -hmm. timeless advice here Timeless (laughs) Timeless <laughs> advice, because nothing matters more than than love, family and happiness. Right. And when you're with your family and there's lots of love in the room, well, then by God, you're you're happy. Yes. What more could you need?
1: And I want to add that several years ago. The I'm and I'm going to say it was the only time my turkey just wasn't it was dry. It was the dry. I'm going to say it. Okay. it was really the only time. Um. And it has become a source of laughter every year after. It always winds, the story always winds its way into the Christmas celebration. And we're always laughing. And as much as it was hard for me that particular Christmas, I look back on it and go, yeah, but I've gotten so much enjoyment. And I've mm-hmm. made people laugh. They've made me laugh. And it's at the end of the day, it's just a turkey.
2: You know, it's like being on stage and doing a live show. Mm -hmm. And uh, rather than covering up or trying to cover up a very noticeable mistake, just going with it and enjoying the moment. And you find that the audience goes with you and enjoys the moment with you and actually feels closer to you because they've seen the guffaw. They saw it. They, They witnessed it happen. And your ability to get past it with grace and they witness that, too, and enjoy that moment more than any other moment. It's just it's humanizing you and yes. it humanizes us. And and by God, we're all human. And at the end of the day, that's what we want our friends and family to be as well. We don't care about perfection. Yeah. We don't care if the souffle is perfect, if the turkey is perfect, if the, you know, if the the side dishes are perfect. What what we care about is the sharing of love and happiness during the yes. holidays. Yes. Amen to that, right?
1: Amen to that. And as long as the Spanakopita is good, we're fine.
2: The Spanakopita is always good <laughs> at Alex's house. I, I, if you haven't it had is. a chance to have her Spanakopita, then you have missed out. I'm telling you. you, you need to work harder for an invitation, for sure.
1: And I just want to ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. Saying the word Spanakopita, if you haven't had Alex's Spanakopita to people who don't know what Spanakopita is, does that put me on the naughty list?
2: Yes, it does. <laughs> but okay. does, so do many other things. So <laughs> just a, another, you know, drop in the bucket.
1: It's true. This is true. But then again, that's what makes me me.
2: That's what makes you you. we have two of our favorite guests on yes uh two of our two of our favorite all-time guests go ahead and introduce who we have with us today
1: i am really excited cuz i get like a little girl and kitty cuz we don't just have one as you said santa we have two santas Five. so it is double the christmas fun double santas Santa yeah. Santa. <laughs> so, our first Santa is known as San Diego Surfing Santa and our Singing Santa. In 2015, he was on True TV's hit reality show, Santa in the Barn, where he competed for the role for the slot as Top Santa. He has been the premier Santa at SeaWorld the San Diego Zoo and Liberty Station. He is rung in the season at both Legoland and Liberty Station as their tree lighting Santa. Please welcome the melodious, fun-loving, animated Santa Lauren. So our next Santa brings the word magical to a whole different level. He is the only strolling Santa that performs sleight of hand magic while wearing gloves. And he too has had the honor of performing at SeaWorld as Santa. He has the beautiful ability to draw out the cutest, funniest and most heartwarming stories from children, from getting the sweet and somewhat odd request for a refrigerator to having a young autistic girl who rarely, if ever spoke, ask if she could sit on Santa's lap. Please welcome the resident Santa at the beautiful Hotel Del Coronado, the kind-hearted, magical Santa Mike.
2: Well, thank you both, Santas, for joining us today. You must both be very busy with the holidays upon us. But thank you for taking time out and being with us. Santa Lauren, Santa Mike, how about a big ho-ho-ho to start this this broadcast? <laughs> Wait a minute. You need a little of this, too. There you go. Jingle bells in tow. (laughs) Well, even though the world knows Santa, you're no stranger, uh, we like to start this broadcast with something we call
1: 10 Quick Questions. 10 Quick Questions? Uh Yeah! (laughs)
2: Uh-oh. Very easy. We're just going to ask you 10 questions. We'll give each of you five questions, if you don't mind, and go back and forth. And these are just very simple questions to uh, to get to the the root of who Santa is. Now, these are timed questions. These are quick questions. So we're looking for the first answer that comes to mind. And Alex has the clock. Are our Santas ready to go? (laughs) All right. Santa Mike, the first question is for you. Do you
0: believe in miracles? Absolutely uh especially as me as santa uh we create miracles
2: that's that's the best answer i could ever come up with myself you do you create miracles Mm -hmm. you make magic happen thank you santa lauren everyone assumes that rudolph is your favorite reindeer which reindeer really is your favorite
3: well, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a reindeer that a lot of people don't know, you know, I mean, maybe you don't understand, but there's Olive, you know, Olive, the other reindeer. Oh, Olive. Who's Olive? <laughs> Olive, the other reindeer. You to laugh and call him names. Olive, the <laughs> other oh. reindeer. Oh. I, I slay myself sometimes.
2: Yeah. You slay us no. all, Santa. <laughs> yep. Santa Mike. Yes do you ever get Christmas presents
0: oh you know what my presents are my what? presents, my presents are all the children
2: oh seeing them happy and and loving oh, Christmas that, those,
0: those are my presents really oh well every said. time I, every time I meet a child uh, that's my gift that feels like a present yep
1: uh-huh.
2: beautiful Santa Lauren what really happens to the kiddies on the naughty list is coal in the stocking still a thing
3: that's just a threat we don't really bring the coal but we can encourage them to do better next time and of course we can overlook that particular instance with maybe a good deed that they've done and you know maybe give them a pass
2: ah so good deeds actually do come in handy for kids Oh yeah they <laughs> should really stockpile those good deeds huh <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Santa Mike, your white fluffy beard is an established trademark. Does it serve any purpose or is it purely aesthetic?
0: Um, uh, you know what? Um children um really feel that they have the real deal when they come over and they pull on your beard. Ah, so it's when a they, and, and and I remember last year I had a three-month-old baby grab a hold of my beard and it took four adults to get her off of me those Ooh. little fingers uh, and, and and as everybody was laughing i'm going help help help, help. <laughs> but, but no the beard is uh is a real important factor the real beard is a real important factor for us real bearded Santas. wouldn't you agree lauren
2: i would well that's interesting to hear that kids actually do tug on your beards to make oh, sure you're my real god
0: that, that, that happens to you too, Lauren, right?
3: You can encourage it, and they do. Sometimes they get a little carried away, and it doesn't. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you go with a fistful of hair. <laughs> right. They leave They leave your lap. Santa, Santa Lauren, we've heard that Mrs. Claus frequently gets on you about your weight. Are there any other reasons Mrs. Claus gets on you?
3: Well, she's kind of upset that I don't get home enough around this time of the year, but I told her we'll take a nice vacation, maybe down in Southern California after Christmas is over this year.
2: I see. So Santa does does, in fact, enjoy the warm
3: sun. True. Yes, indeed. And I'm, you know, particularly down at South Mission Beach. I kind of spend a little time out there just purveying and maybe some real estate if we're interested.
2: Incognito, I assume.
3: Incognito. But it's of hard course. to be incognito when you look like this.
2: Well, of course. But, uh, you know, you have to yes you have to do something it doesn't, so.
0: it doesn't help that he wears red shorts and a, and a, and a santa shirt oh
2: yeah. i see i see it's like that movie soap dish when yes. uh the character goes into the mall
1: yes <laughs> i love that sally sally field.
2: field field right uh okay santa mike yeah what is great? What is Santa's greatest occupational hazard,
0: occupational. other than
2: other than beard pulling?
0: Well, I really don't have any occupation. The only thing um, uh, I would say is a hazard is uh, it's it's a good idea to have elves with you because when you go into a big crowd, it's like ants on a cupcake. <laughs> um, I mean, it really is. When you're Santa, it's like you know and if you don't have a couple of L's with you to kind of help disperse the crowd um then it can be kind of crazy I mean and, and they mean they mean well it's just that it's just that everybody wants only one photo just one just one Hi, can right. I just one? Hi, can I get this one I can I get this one I can I get this one and it's over and, over and over and so you have to be able to move through the crowd that's the only uh, really big hazard I have
2: um, so I'll be better yep.
1: next time Santa I promise.
2: I know what? Alex really keep your keep your paws to yourself.
3: You're on a good list already this year Alex. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I do have I do have funny stories about how when we're when you're standing there with group photos and and both of Santa's hands are always in full view but not everybody else's hands are in full view oh you know
3: Santa Santa Claus also we notice some things that people don't notice I I can't get this vision out of my mind looking down at the kid and his shoes are on the wrong feet oh so i say to the kid I said do you know your shoes are on the wrong feet and kid looks up at me and says well they're the only feet I got
1: (laughs) true
2: story though true story I true story really
3: yeah yeah, you just never know
0: who dressed
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh but isn't that
0: true lauren you ever have that where you're you're in a group photo and and of course that's our rule our rule is that our hands uh are always in full view for all photos no matter how big the crowd is so you'll see my hand uh you know both of my hands here but but invariably someone's always tapping me uh in places that are uh the unventionable i've been pinched oh. once or twice correct Yes, oh, correct. you've
2: been pinched and pinched. you've been, I've been
0: pinched. I've been pinched several times, yeah. Oh,
2: my! Like, everybody hey. wants a piece of Santa.
0: <laughs> and it's usually those older ladies. It's pretty funny. Oh! And, you know, they, they think it's so funny to do that to Santa. The other thing they think is funny is we do a photo where we hold up our hand to our ear and they'll whisper in our ear. Now, it's a great photo, but... Sometimes they whisper in your ear some really funny things. Don't you agree, Lauren? Oh, yeah.
2: We've oh, can stuff. you I share a whisper? Kids. Can you share a whisper, something that's been whispered into your ear?
0: What are you doing later, Santa?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that Santa likes that at all. It must really. Oh, no, no, you. God, no, no. No. Ah, ugh. <laughs> Okay, Santa Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, Santa, Santa Lauren. Have you thought about an exit strategy? An exit
3: strategy, how to get out of a room?
2: No, how to stop being Santa. I mean, is this going on for a lifetime? I will
3: be Santa as long as I can. This has turned out to be one of the most wonderful um, occupations. I'm able to bring this, this experience to kids. These are experiences that last a lifetime. I've had kids come up to me 20 years later and say, I remember you, you know, you created the magic at Christmas time and they'll always remember it. I want to make sure I'm that Santa. You
2: know.
3: Santa Mike. Can, can I chime in?
2: Yes, please.
3: Um, it was
0: actually Lauren that, um, uh, gave me this incredible joy that I have, uh, become part of, uh, I was at lauren's house about 12 years ago and he said you know mike you have that twinkle in your eye i went what <laughs> you have that twinkle in your eye? you make a great santa and i said what and he encouraged me to do that and had me that day i don't know if you remember lauren but we we got into santa garb and and sprayed my beard and and then you said yep that's it you're the one so um uh I have to say, I'll be doing this. I'll be if if I'll have a walker, is uh, you know, uh, they'll have to drag me out of the chair. I mean, I hope that I can do this for as long as I can possibly do it. My my mantra is that I want to um, make sure that every child that I meet has a memorable experience of Santa, just like Lauren said. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Santa Mike, why don't you and Mrs. Claus have any children of your own?
0: Well, uh, uh, we have all the elves. (laughs) So
2: are the elves your children?
0: Who's got time? (laughs) (laughs) Because I've
2: read somewhere that the elves were actually your children.
0: Well, that's what I said, we got all the elves.
2: Okay, so I guess they are your children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. okay
2: big small doesn't matter they're all yours oh
0: yeah yeah i've had it up to here with short people do i uh, know i we uh, uh uh yeah you know well you know as as lauren and i would always tell you that we're both good for elf esteem
3: right right lauren yeah yeah we, we definitely worry about elf esteem sometimes
2: i'm sure you do <laughs> and last question santa lauren Poor Alex, she's the one toy kids never seem to ask for anymore. What toy is she?
3: Um. Uh, what toy is Alex?
2: Yes, the or one just toy
3: Alex that... is a some some boy. No, some... no,
2: what what toy is Alex? She's the one toy that Me? nobody asks for anymore.
3: Um, boy, you know, Alex, I'm gonna have to talk to the elves about that you know we do take notes on things you got all the barbies you ever could have had you certainly had you know plenty of dolls growing up maybe maybe you just need some happiness in your life maybe you need to have happiness just dumped on you every day all the time i don't think i have a toy in mind right no okay well that
2: that's probably for the best that means there are no misfit toys waiting for children
1: you know why because i myself am the misfit toy oh. and i wear that badge proudly <coughs> <That's laughs> i'm funny.
2: not sure where to go with that
1: <laughs> good let's <I was> just <laughs> drop it
2: <laughs> certainly not going to argue it
1: Oh, <gasps> oh. oh. Okay. i'll tell you i'll tell you
0: what my worst fear is can i tell you that yes my my worst fear is that I um did I become a guy just dressed in Santa? Suit.
2: Would you say that again, Santa Mike?
0: My my worst fear is that I just become some guy dressed in a Santa suit. We know a few of those, don't we, Laura?
3: Yeah, that'll never happen to you, Mike. You've got too much personality. Some people are drawn to this uh, this experience, and you and I both want to make sure that they 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 all get the best of us. Right. So, is that
2: so another? So, a Jen in a Santa costume is somebody who really is uh, parading around as a Santa, but doesn't really have the goods.
3: You can put anybody in a costume, but if they can't embrace the character and take it to another level, then it just doesn't work. And there are those out there. There's there's different kinds of Santas, there's the mall Santas, there's the special We'll never know how
0: those guys do it. I mean, uh, Lauren and I will agree on this the mall Santa is in that chair for 10 to 12 hours a day. And, and is probably cheerful for what the first four or five hours. Yeah. I mean, if if that. Yeah. And then after that, I worry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right.
3: Right. I worry I, about people's visions. If they don't have a vision as to how they want to utilize Santa Claus and how they can bring out the best in Santa, I'll go into the, um, uh, the setting where they have no idea and they have a little folding chair there for Santa and, you know, they just make you run everything. And that happens half the time. They oh, just yeah. do
2: know. So they'll basically give you a folding chair and say, okay, thank you. Have at it. Make it Pretty happen. Much, yeah.
3: We've got and, a chair for you over there in the corner. And, we have and to educate. The, we have yeah. to
0: educate the uh, client in that we the whole Santa experience, uh that means that Yes, we need a tree. We need a little backdrop, maybe a little fireplace. Maybe How we can we make it nice? A nice people. chair, a nice, um, uh, uh, um, what do they call those chairs? The, the wing wing chairs, um, you know, something nice. You want to give it that whole Santa experience. To me, I mean, and then I've arrived at parties where that's where they've had the folding chair and said, uh, okay, um, uh, now we're just going to bring the kids up one at a time. And it's so it's uh, so nothing, you know,
2: lackluster, I
0: mean, right? Yeah, and so <laughs> I like the idea of lots of decor and and, uh, and maybe a little lighting, and even sometimes maybe an elf or two that's there, kind of helping out.
2: I was gonna say, isn't that important to have help? You know, to expect oh, yeah. Santa to Holy guide God. the line and you know and yeah. be in charge of all of that is just a lot of work. The Santa needs help. Yeah
3: that's one of the reasons we like working for blada and associates they, you guys the the contacts and the, um, the engagements that you send me out on you've yep. got a, you've got the forethought to make sure that that stuff is in place because you want to help create that situation too
2: yes yes it's all about um, suspending disbelief mm-hmm. too and as as you both put it um, giving people the experience of santa not just not just the ability to 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 have a picture, but to feel like you're actually on Santa's lap and you're you're in the moment with Santa, which okay. is so important
1: and if, if if I could just add, I think most people, and I'm going to go on a limb and say even most probably adults even more want yep. that moment to suspend disbelief. So if you just give them a little encouragement and just a little extra Midas touch, it goes a long way, and it really does help them enjoy the holidays as much as their children.
0: Hey, listen, I do the teddy bear ball every year. The teddy bear ball, where they have you have to bring a teddy bear to go. to a children's hospital thing, and uh, um, it's all adults. It's a uh, it's a it's a formal kind of event. It's like um, it's all adults, and I got to tell you, when I walk in the door, you would think that all these adults were little children. Oh shut up! Oh, they just go crazy, Mm -hmm. and they can't wait to get a photo with you. I mean, it's just there is. I love the fact that the adults act exactly the same as a five-year-old. That's Mm -hmm. hilarious.
2: And and that I say has something to do with uh, the real beard and the fact that you both are very authentic in your (laughs) presentations of Santa. Otherwise, the adults would not engage at all
0: i try to make it i want it to be as magical and i'm not using that word because i'm a magician but i like i want it to be as magical and as memorable as possible you know i mean, uh, I mean last year i did like 2200 photos and and you know it was crazy i mean wow and you gotta and you know i mean i start practicing smiling now in october i, I sit around the house just you know smiling all day you know because you got to bring it to get your because you smile so much right lauren we're, I we're do, smile, yeah. smile 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 right. and that and i'm on the uh elliptico i got an elliptico in my living room get the knees getting going and i'm walking <laughs> uh 5, steps a day and getting the legs in shape you know that this is all the things that we have to do now uh for the prep work for uh for when we're sitting in the chair and uh meeting and greeting and yeah
1: are you practicing your box jump so you can jump into the chimney?
3: Oh, we don't do chimneys anymore. We just go down the chimney like that.
1: Ah, yeah. okay.
3: Yeah. And we have okay. also,
0: and I have a special skeleton key that allows me entry into all homes.
2: Oh, we wondered about that because, yeah. you know, here in Southern California, homes have chimneys, but in Southern Florida, homes do not have chimneys. So yeah. we wondered how you got around that. Yeah. So you have a skeleton key. Yep. Yeah. And what do you do, uh, Santa Lauren? Do you um, do, do? How do you get in?
3: Well, I have the same skeleton key. I actually think we uh, we had the same key maker make us our skeleton keys. I oh, see. yeah. I, I see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
2: Is that a sign of an authentic Santa having that skeleton key? I would assume that those who are not authentic don't get that key.
3: Probably not. You know, what? I when I see an authentic Santa, this is something people don't see. I see binkies. I see pacifiers. They'll have a bunch of pacifiers because that's one of the things that Santa's do for parents is well you know give Santa your binky you know you're ready to get rid of your binky, and they give Santa the binky so when you look at a Santa Claus out there see if he's got the pacifiers with him because that Ah. that's somebody that's done it
1: a long time Ah. Mm -hmm. it's very interesting so what
2: about this um you know the Santa Claus we all know and love that big jolly man in the red suit with the white beard the two of you didn't always look that way in fact many no. people are surprised to learn that prior to 1931
0: yep. santa
2: was depicted as everything from a tall gaunt man to a spooky looking elf what led to the change of your appearance santa why do you now don a red suit and and are big and jolly what led to that change
3: you know there's uh there's an ability that both Mike and I possess to put a costume on and become the character and and bring that experience to everybody that's watching. Um entertainment is is so multifaceted. And again, if you if you embrace the character, you become the character, the kids will believe you. Does the weight way- go ahead Santa
0: Mike. they the, they had the the in the turn of the century they looked it looked kind of like merlin you know um the long cloak and a pointy hat it really kind of looked like a like a wizard character almost mm-hmm. you know a lot of the old santas um i think what happened was i think um, was it coca-cola
3: lauren the coca-cola santa yep mm-hmm. in the 30s
0: So they came out with um, uh, the red with the stripe down the middle, white stripe down the middle, right? Am I right on that? I think I'm right on that. Yeah. And that was the Coca, And that's how people identified Santa from the Coca Cola Santa. Right. Yeah. And that's where it kind of all, I think that's where it all kind of started um, uh, with with that style of suit. And then we kind of embellished it along the way
2: does mrs Claus have a hand in making sure that you stay big and jolly is that part of her job well
0: she's got you know the thing about Mrs Claus is uh well she brought the hammer down on me last year she told me uh one cookie per household you that's know, a pretty, pretty fair fair thing. oh
2: well that's probably because you're on the run and she doesn't want you to get weighed down with the sugar and
0: yeah but you have no idea I mean, when people ask us what's our favorite cookie that is a really tough question. Is it? Because that's actually something that we'd like to know. Every child, every child, I I think every child that comes up to me, I mean, 90% of the children come up to us and say, uh, Santa, what's your, I've had children bring me cookies, bring me cookies. uh, While I'm sitting in the chair, they bring me cookies uh, and hot chocolate, you know, I mean, they'll they'll walk right up ahead to you, you know, say, is chocolate chip your favorite cookie? I go, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever...
2: So chocolate chip but oatmeal raisin as well? Yeah. Well, oatmeal, Not
0: raisin. oatmeal. No oatmeal.
2: <laughs> no, Santa Mike. No, Santa Mike. Santa Lauren, you don't oh. like uh you don't like oatmeal cookies. No oatmeal cookies. <laughs> no.
1: Oatmeal, oatmeal is for the reindeer, right? Yeah, leave the
3: oatmeal out with the reindeers.
2: So what <laughs> other cookie could they give you other than a a chocolate chip cookie that you would enjoy, Santa, Santa Lauren?
3: Well, I like the sugar cookies with sprinkles on top.
2: Ah, uh, I hope you're noting this out there, audience. Sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies, maybe not a an oatmeal cookie for Santa, Lauren.
0: Uh, you know what I'll tell you. You know, I don't know if you're bringing this up or not, but I think um, one of besides the all the work that we do that Lauren and I do and bring lots of joy to children and adults, but um, my greatest joy um, in in doing this is uh, Christmas Eve. Will you be talking about that?
2: Well, we're going to talk about it right now. What do you love most about Christmas Eve?
0: <laughs> well, Lauren and I do home visits. Oh, and I got to tell you um um I've done well I, I've done the same family now I think for uh, 10 years. This this year will be the 10th year. They they call me in January every year and and book it, but I do a thing called getting caught um, I'm eating the milk and cookies when the kids walk in. Oh.
2: so they're so perpetuating the authenticity of Santa
0: oh, it's it you know what it does is it pushes it over the top because you know about these children, but now you know the, the family I'm doing for the tenth year, these kids are all now teenagers, and some are in their twenties, and the funny thing is is that they don't want to do Christmas eve without me so they'll they'll say we can't do christmas eve without you we started off with you and now we don't want to you know but but i have a couple i have a new family that i've never done before the kids are four and five years old and uh i'm going to learn all about them and some things that they need to, to do like pick up their toys or stop hitting the dog and things like that and and what the home visit we we sing christmas carols and i do a little magic and we have some lap time and we do photos
3: and lauren talk about your home visit you know i bring my guitar along so we always have an opportunity to sing songs and we'll do rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but uh, i'll sing it in pig latin for them udolph the inders andy Ray, adivary ainishay Osne. i don't know if you guys learned pig latin when there, but the everybody gets quite a charge out of that and then we have some interactive stuff, uh, 12 days of Christmas where we get the people, the kids to stand up and, um, and you know, shake their hands and shake the booty and, you know, it's really quite quite a lot of fun for the kids. Those intimate, small, little home parties are truly magical. Um, they want to see your sleigh. So what I've been doing is I've got a restored little um, or Miata. And it's green, and I say, "Well, hey, you know, the reindeer are down at Sea World. I'm going to have to uh, drive home in in this Miata they gave me." And they follow me out, and they see Santa leaving, uh, you know, waving at him, driving that little convertible. And it's, uh, <laughs> you know, they they just believe it if you tell it. That's what the yep. way it was, you know. But yep. they want to awesome. really see it. They feel pretty lucky. Well, they saw Santa's car. That's pretty cool. Wow,
2: yeah. you know the fact that you you make home visits. As well as distribute presents on Christmas Eve is, it's incredulous that you have that much energy. What does Santa do to ensure that he is prepared for Christmas Eve night, an obviously very busy yes. night?
0: Well, not that Which, leading up to it. I mean, the first the three days leading up to Christmas Eve, I also do home visits during those days because there's only so many hours. You know that i can that i can go to people's homes so i've let people know that after eight o'clock at night uh the 22nd 23rd 24th um uh, you can have you know have me come to a home visit during those times too but, but
2: aren't isn't that a very busy busy time aren't oh, isn't, isn't the workshop it is. still yeah. like churning yeah, out we're,
0: toys we're churning and... out toys all the way up to you know midnight yeah,
2: yeah. wow you do have a lot of energy. Now, I know you said, Santa Mike, that you walk on the elliptical, you do the elliptical, and you you stretch a little bit. What about you, Santa Lauren? What do you do to prepare for such a hefty holiday season?
3: You still You're, swimming, Lauren? You still You're around. I'm a swimmer. I swim about three to four miles a week, and I walk about five miles a day with my puppy dogs, my rain yep. dogs, as we call them. Right.
2: <laughs> and that helps Santa stay in shape.
3: Right. Yeah. Very important. You, need you, know, it. you you become a role model for the kids. I don't think they want to see um, obese Santa anymore. I think they'd like to see somebody that's uh, healthy. So,
0: <laughs> it's you funny know. you say that, Lauren. I, last year, I had a mother say to me, "He, uh, Santa, you're awfully thin. I said, uh, I'm trying to set an example.
3: Yeah, I tell them, well, Mrs. Claus has got me on a diet. Actually, I, I'm on two diets. There's not enough food on one.
1: <laughs> I'm stealing that Mrs. Claus. I am stealing that one.
2: <laughs> so, you know, in doing some research, we we read one story that was actually pretty dark about Santa. It originated from 11 the year 1150. An Uh evil butcher kidnaps three boys, slits their throats, this is dark, Mm. dismembers them, and then pickles their bodies in barrels. St. Nicholas arrives, and the butcher offers him a piece of this delicious meat, fresh from the pickling barrels. Now, that's an awfully dark story about Santa, and it's a story we don't hear anymore, and I wonder what steps you took To change public perception of yourselves.
0: Joy, joy, joy.
2: (laughs) So is this a true story about Santa? Or is this make believe?
0: I think that's make believe.
3: I like to think of it as fake lore or folklore. That sounds like fake lore to me. Fake lore. uh, Yeah. Oh,
1: I think that's that's great. Fake lore. Yeah.
3: Urban, urban
0: legend, some sort, you know. Um
1: elfin legend. Yeah, yeah. There you go.
3: Because Santa would never, never
2: never accept a piece of pickled
3: child. You can always just attribute it to Krampus.
2: Krampus. (laughs) Now, who? who, What is Krampus?
3: Krampus is the uh, the guy that uh, ruins Christmas. Tries to ruin Christmas. Steals the presents. There was even a movie last year about the Krampus.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, isn't that like? The Scrooge you were talking about a little earlier about the, uh, the some character that causes some trouble at Christmas. Mischief. Uh-huh. Mischief. yeah. Well, there's
2: the Grinch and the Scrooge, right? I mean, those oh, are yeah, two yeah. Mis- yeah. mischievous souls.
0: And kids are always bringing those guys up to us. You know, what do they always- want to
2: know? What do they want to know about them?
0: Oh, well, they'll walk up with a Grinch uh, stuffed animal. You know, oh, and, and they say- uh, yeah, and say, "This is my friend." I said, oh, "Okay."
2: <laughs> oh so they're trying to intimidate you it sounds
0: yeah we try not to you know what it is uh, as santas we don't buy into um, religion or politics
2: so you don't ever discuss religion or politics with anyone No, you
0: know i people walk up to me and go hey so santa are you a democrat or a republican
3: oh no 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 no
0: <laughs> yeah we get that don't you get that lauren
3: yeah i, I hope not
0: no, but I mean, uh, but I mean, people come up to us. We just don't discuss religion or politics as Santa. So what,
2: what? What? Not, would our, what would your answer be? What would your answer?
0: What would your answer have be? An answer. We don't have an answer.
2: No answer at all. You're just... an
0: alpha yeah.
3: yeah, that's good. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. We just try not to buy into because you know you have parents that actually say stupid stuff right in front of their children, which I find hilarious
2: stupid stuff as in things children shouldn't hear
0: no it's just that they want to engage you in some kind of conversation that has nothing to do with our character um, They're so trying. We don't, uh... we don't uh we just don't buy into it i'm sure lauren gets that too when it out at seaport village or with all the tourists and all that stuff. yeah
2: our yeah, parents, I, are parents, are they trying to, to mess you up or mess with you or, or or pull you out of character? Is that is that yeah. their intention?
0: Sometimes I think they try to pull you out of character. Mm. Um, you know, you ever have that happen, Laura, when someone's yeah. trying to pull you up?
3: Well, sometimes that happens with the kids. And, you know, if the kid's old enough to finally figure it out, that maybe you're just real guy, you have to explain to them that now they're part of the secret. Don't tell them. And I always tell the kids, you know, um, growing old is mandatory, but growing up discretionary, your choice. And I try to encourage them to be part of the, the secret, you know, for their, right. for their friends around them.
2: You know? Right. And their younger siblings, if they have any. Sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, Santa, there seems to be some confusion around Mrs. Claus's first name. We did some digging, and depending on the source, her first name, what we found, is either Gertrude or Jessica, surprisingly. Oh, oh, oh my That doesn't seem at all appropriate to me. But no,
3: Mrs. Claus's name, her first name is Sandy.
2: Sandy.
3: Sandy uh, oh,
2: okay. Sa- well, that makes complete sense. Yeah, Sandy and it Santa. Does.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. we were so confused yesterday when we were reading this this research that we had done and we just couldn't believe that gertrude or jessica well, although... those
0: are the people that don't know you see they, they, if they don't know they just have to make something up it's a, a lot of people are under the under, uh, understanding that if you if a child asks you a question you just have to give them an answer, if you, uh, don't give them an answer if you don't give an answer you don't give an answer then that's when there's a problem
2: that's the that's when there's a problem right mm. So who is Mrs. Who is Ms. Margaret Merry Christmas? Apparently, again, according to the research that we did, Margaret Merry Christmas is someone you married in 1859. And then apparently, according to this, this uh, account, you bought a spacious chalet together. Now, is this just is this complete? I think that's
0: for uh, that. I don't know. I don't remember marrying, uh, no, I've been with Mrs. Claus now for 900 years, right, Lauren?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I just don't, I'm not gonna, uh, my mouth is closed. I <laughs> oh. Yeah. And
1: yeah.
3: yeah, here, because...
2: here, I, here I thought somebody was just trying to speculate or or make Santa look bad.
3: Let me folklore tell you. or folklore,
0: Anthony. You too. To show you how crazy this gets, at SeaWorld one year, they gave us this young Mrs. Claus. Do you remember that, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and the parents gave us trouble about it. <laughs> because they
2: didn't think that it was appropriate for Santa to be with such a young Mrs. Claus. Is well, that I, what I'm the hearing? The
0: casting, the casting, I had to blame the casting crew because they they didn't make her look like an old. We had that we had that older gal with the big wig and all that. Yeah. She looked great, but then they cast this young girl. As business possible, then they wouldn't let her come in, to be with us. Which was no pictures, no pictures, no pictures, no pictures. No pictures uh, with us, so because we they were was, afraid of crazy. the optics. We they thought were, that was crazy. They were
2: afraid that she looked too young, and the optics wouldn't wouldn't fly.
0: But that was yep. their fault. You see, there that, that sure. they should have casted. <laughs> this is where the professional comes in. Like with Bellata, they know how to cast. The situation for they would give me an older mrs claus and it would look like the part you know sure. you would stick a 26 year old um you know <laughs> mrs claus with a 900 year old santa claus that makes
2: no sense. no especially no, it's, santa is so a, a strong character mm-hmm. in his own right you know that you need a counterpart that is as strong as you are; otherwise, yeah. the marriage would never last. So, uh,
0: yeah, we we can about for that. Hello, are, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, my Mrs. Claus, she's learned how to play the ukulele, so sometimes we get a chance to jam together with the kids, and they seem to like that a lot. Oh, that's, that's terrific.
1: Crazy. Yeah, I like that.
3: So
2: um, I'm being given the rap signal, so I need to ask you my final question, and that is this. What are the, what are the, I'm going to take a pause here because I really want to think this through, what are the golden rules that Santa lives Mm -hmm. by? Santa Lauren would you would you start that and tell me what your golden rules are what are the golden rules that Santa lives by
3: random acts of kindness you got to be allowed to excel to your fullest potential you got the ability to really make a difference for people and if they got if you got their attention and their kids that's real special time i want to make sure that they have an experience that they'll remember for their whole life
2: Oh, yep. Santa Mike, yep. do you have anything you'd like to add to that?
0: Yeah, um, I believe in givers gain. Those two words,
2: givers gain. Can you explain that a bit better?
0: Um, when you're Santa, you just pour out the joy and the uh, and the excitement, and you want that memory. That's the whole thing. You want you know, lasting. I had a ninety year old lady sit on my lap one time, and she said to her five-year-old grandson this is the same santa that i met when i was your age oh that's just you know now that child has that same memory and it's that's what we we strive for uh the memories that's we're on we're on all these mantles across america you know um I just hope my goal is that I hope that every Santa can give the joy that we that Lauren and I both give to children and adults uh, during the holiday season.
2: Well, if if they're anything like Santa Lauren and Santa Mike, then they are absolutely sharing the joy during Christmas mm-hmm. and making the holiday season memorable in a very good way. So thank you for for portraying santa in not only the most appropriate way but the most giving generous way possible
0: thank you well, i'll tell you you know it's even 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 in just like i had a, i had a client one time call me and say can you deliver a bonus check to uh to one of my employees he's he's he fell and broke his legs can you just take it to the hospital and that was, the whole hospital came alive when I, I walked bet the door. It, and, I bet I mean, it did. It's just like, it was crazy.
2: I you bet know, so it did.
0: Adults, there were no children there. It was all adults. I mean, the joy of Christmas is what Lauren and I do. We bring the joy of Christmas.
2: Well, thank you so much, Santa Santa for uh bringing the joy for being with us yes free holiday you. season your busiest time of year i'm sure if you're not relaxing or exercising or getting your bodies in shape for what's going to be a very very busy busy season uh then uh you know you are normally relaxing and resting during this time so thank you so much for being a part of this broadcast you're and so taking welcome. taking thank time with us thank you
3: I was going to just mention one thing, uh, Anthony. Uh, Alex, you're on the good list, but Anthony, there's a weekend or two we should talk about. I mean, maybe I can give you a pass, but you got a weekend or two. You've still got plenty of time, so, you know, I'm just watching you close.
2: All right. all right well I, I don't well, appreciate the fact that you te- had to say that on the air but okay I, no, I get but, it. but I
0: noticed I noticed that as well I said I said I kept thinking about this while we were having this interview I kept thinking well you know uh, Anthony's got time he's got time he's got time yeah. he's got a every couple year. of months to, to work on things
3: yeah and yeah. he's always pulled it off every year every yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: thank yeah. you from your mouth Santa <laughs> from your mouth Hey, thank you for listening to Bolotified.
1: If you haven't already, please like and subscribe.
2: And remember to leave us your questions or comments at bolotta.com backslash podcast.
1: Bolotified is a production of Bolotta Entertainment.
2: Hey, that's a lot of Bolotta. Stay engaging.